No, I'm just kidding. Go. All right. Here we are. Another beautiful Friday evening. And my name is still Pasty. And as of today, my name has changed to Fat Mac. Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Ain't that the truth? Preach, brother. Preach. Preach. Oh, we'll be doing some preaching as this show progresses. Preaching and condemning. Uh, We probably could have predicted the future a long time ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a week in pro wrestling. Another one. Another one. Another. Not, not overwhelming week. No, well, but, uh, I mean, all the weeks are pretty meh. Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm so jaded and worried about next week, but I'm I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm really, I'm really planning on trying to watch Double or Nothing. I'm gonna try to watch it with no fans. And not really following the story because I don't watch any of the shit with no fans. But I'm going to try to watch it. I don't know that I'll watch all of it, but I'm honestly going to try. But that's not for now. That's for next week. That's next this, week already? Uh, predictions, yeah. Woo! It'll be next uh, next uh, Sunday. Man, I, I would call it off. I would too, but they're going for it, buddy. They're going I'm, for uh, it. I'm, I'm all on board with AEW. I don't want to watch wrestling right now because it's not good. It's difficult. Yeah. At best, it's difficult, you know. Yeah. But that's that's what we're here for. I don't know what the fuck we're here for. We're well, here, though. Money in the Bank, I think it's definitely safe to say they caught lightning in a bottle with WrestleMania, and they probably won't strike that again. I don't know. I hope I hope they don't give up on that. But um, when we get into it, I I don't know how I don't know. I surprisingly seen online a lot of praise for this show, and I just don't understand it. I was kind of worried you and I were going to go at it on this, and I thought you were going to be defending it, and I was going to have to be the sole uh, common sense guy in the in the mix. <laughs> but it seems you and I are pretty much on the same page with it. Yeah. So. That's that's good. That's good you haven't had a stroke. Um, I, <laughs> but I have heard positive things from people, even from the Money in the Bank match, and we're not going to get into it now. But needless to say, you can tell from our tone and tenor that we weren't enthused with it by no means. No. Um, it had its ups and downs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But It had the benefit of only being a two-and-a-half-hour-long pay-per-view, which is amazing. Um, in the words of... Uh, the the rooster minstrel from the Robin Hood Disney movie the uh, the 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 downs far outnumber the ups. Yes. So that is that. How's your week this week, Pasty? Uh, it's going pretty good. Doing a lot of stuff around the house, just kind of improving, moving, cleaning, uh, decluttering. You know the things you do in a pandemic. You do. You do. I'm planning. I'm hoping to get some of that done this next week. I finally got my front entryway and my two closets in my front entryway completely cleaned out and everything. I just have one big thing I have to get out of there, but I need a two-wheel dolly to get that. So. Yeah, I've been stuck back there for a while. Yeah. 
So I'll get that done. Otherwise, I've just been I've been spending a lot of time outside enjoying the weather. This, this week, the weather finally got nice. A few few rainy days, but they were not cold or rainy days. And I accept that. Yeah. It's been good. The dogs have enjoyed it for sure. Very, yeah, a little bit more so. rain, then we can start having fires more often. Yeah. My boy, uh, he just bought a new Wii U, so he's been playing some old Wii U games. And Wii U, Wii U. I played a little bit of something. Have I played any? I don't know that I did. I played something with him, but I don't remember what the hell we played. Or maybe I didn't. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I'm a busy guy. I don't know if I did. I thought we played something together, but for the life of me, I can't honestly think of it, so I don't know that I did. It wasn't uh, Smash Brothers. It wasn't Nintendo Land. It, so I don't. maybe we didn't, but he's fun. He's happy with it. His next investment is a GameCube now, so. Nice. He's got the Super Nintendo. and. What happened to the last Wii U? I know you guys had one before. It just ran its course. It wouldn't play discs anymore. Oh. You could play you could play all the um, downloaded games and stuff, but you just couldn't play discs on it. And we've got we've got a lot of discs, and he found a Wii U for. After shipping and handling and taxes, it came to I think just under one thirty. So I was like, oh yeah, that's worth it. We've been getting for, down on some Tetris ninety nine on the Switch. That's that fun stuff too. Delightfully addictive playing against ninety nine other people. Very fun. I oh, like that one. It is nuts, though. Got to earn them tickets to get those awesome backgrounds and other songs. Yeah, yo. It's good time. Right now, they got an Animal Crossing event going on for the weekend. Earn yourself 100 points. Get a fresh Animal Crossing layout. It's good stuff. Yeah. Stuff Stuff is good. Uh, yeah, stuff is good. Stuff is if good you're a now. fan of... Uh, stuff if you're a fan of... Next week. Stuff if you're a fan of Grand... Back in history. Sorry. <laughs> I was on a roll. I couldn't just stop. <laughs> it wasn't much of a roll, but you kept going anyways. <laughs> but we'll go with that. This week in pro wrestling history, 28 years ago, today on May 15th, 1992, Assistencia Assessoria e Administración, or Assistance Assessment and Administration in English, was born under the guidance of former CMLL booker Antonio Peña in a hungry roster made up of mostly ex-CMLL talent, specifically their younger roster members. And the company we know today as AAA quickly overtook CMLL as the top company in Mexico. The golden years of AAA came early in its existence, highlighted by the first Triple Mania in April 1993, and it still holds the attendance record for any wrestling show in Mexico. And the co-promoted Win Worlds Collide with WCW in 1994, which if anybody listening to this has not seen that, you have to watch that. That is an amazing show, Win Worlds Collide 1994. Soon after Win Worlds Collide, though, problems began to plague AAA. Just three months after the show, Art Barr, one of the company's top heels, was found dead in his home. Eddie Guerrero and Madonna's boyfriend, who was Louis Spicoli, who was not long for this world, sadly, left for the United States. Stars such as El Hijo del Santo, Fuerza Guerrero, and Blue Panther soon followed them. Luchadors such as Rey Mysterio Jr., 
here, Juventud Guerrera, La Parca, and Psychosis ended up joining WCW and Conan's own indie promotion, Promo Azteca. Yes, Antonio Pena ran the promotion until his fatal heart attack in 2006. His sister Maricel and in-laws Joaquin and Dorian Roland, Roldan sorry, handled operations following his passing. Expected to collapse following Antonio's death, Joaquin oversaw AAA's reemergence, especially with an expansion into the United States with their short-lived but heavily influential Lucha Underground. Joaquin then died in April 2017. Just before his passing, Dorian took over the day-to-day operations, and the company is still thriving today. AAA's debut show, emanating from the Auditorio Benito Juarez in Veracruz, Mexico, aired just two days later on Galavision. The card consisted of Dr. Maldad and Mr. Maldad, medical school, defeating quarterback in Super Bowl, Justa Sarito and Mascarita Sagrada and Actecantico defeated Espacarito, Juarito Estrada and Picudito. Sorry, Picudito. And those would be your minis, a minis trios. We also saw Los Destructors, which was Rocco Valentine, Tony Ark, and Volcano. Defeat El Colorado, El Giro, and winners. <laughs> Farza Guerrera, Ice Killer, and La Parca defeated Angel Azteca, Justa Cerrito, and Octagon. And the main event saw El Fantasma and Pero Agoya defeat Los Hermanos Dynamita, which was Cien Caras, Mascara Año 2000, and Universal 2000. Very nice. A few names almost everybody listening should recognize. A few names that most uh, Luchador fans in there, such as uh, quarterback and Super Bowl. Never heard of them I personally. I love that, though. I love that. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> and winners. Winners. Winners should have been with quarterback and Super Bowl. over the winners, that's a good day. <laughs> oh, for sure. I also did like not Ice know that AAA was assistance assessment and administration. Sounds, sounds boring like as shit, doesn't it? Sounds like it? a government center. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it does not sound... It, it, that's why they've, they've, they've legally changed their name to AAA. Because, um, yeah, that's it's not the most... Uh, and maybe, maybe it loses something in translation. I mean, maybe in Mexican culture it means a little different than it does to us, but... Yeah, when you translate it into English, it sh- sure sounds boring as sh- I-, I would not tune into that show. I would no. never personally choose to watch you that event. You never guessed that that's a wrestling program. No, nothing nothing screams <laughs> wrestling at all. Nothing screams Lucha Libre about it. You know, CMLL, LL is Lucha Libre. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Chicago made Good Lucha stuff, though. Libre. <laughs> It is, it is good stuff, uh, definitely. You know, we, we've been um, – I've kind of been on a kick here about companies starting up. And uh, so it's fun to see when all of these these companies began, and, and so many of them are still thriving today. You know, AAA is still doing great business yes. today. It's the largest Zero Mexican wrestling business. We like it. They're doing some great things. Such good lucha stuff. Yes, Jr. is doing some great things too, Fat Man. Oh, 
Would you like to find out? Of course. Let's go. I do a lot of recruiting. A lot of a lot of recruiting. Some are cougars, some are not. But here's the deal about that. People think JR's crazy. I look. We embellish a lot here. Come on. We have fun. Sure. But the other issue, Conrad, is I say this a lot. Tomorrow's aren't guaranteed here right. in this world. So if I, if I can bring a little joy to my life and without hurting anybody, without breaking any laws and privacy of my own home, what the hell, why not? Uh, I'm an empty nester. Here I am. So I'm not doing it out of uh, all of a sudden JR's become this pervert. No, I'm a normal man that is alone. And I enjoy the company of, uh, of ladies. So shame on my ass. And I know that's going to derail my goddamn push Conrad. My push <laughs> is over because I like the ladies. I am so damn sorry. I fall on my sword, ladies and gents. Well, I don't want to talk about your sword anymore. Yeah. Falling on your sword might kind of hurt <laughs> at this point. That JR is getting Randy in the quarantine, yes, man. Yes, he is. He's he's definitely not social distancing. <laughs> I don't think them ladies are staying six feet away. And again, I haven't seen his sword. Perhaps. Perhaps. I love that he calls it recruiting. <laughs> so does he approach women the same way he approaches potential talent? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably just it's so ingrained in him at this time for being, you know, head of talent related. He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> He's recruiting, all right. Recruiting. <laughs> what he does uh, in his own home, baby. It's Ooh, all he knows how to do anymore, really. Well, you, you know, heard he's... him on the announce booth. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he's a single young, well, no, he's not a single young man. He's a single old man. I think yes. he's allowed. He's a single old man with a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I think he's allowed. Mm-hmm. nobody's jumping on jr for the looks i think he'll be the first to tell you that <laughs> yeah. and i can only this, I this may see sound what horrible shooting up looks like like aiming <laughs> up higher than his own grade well yeah. i'm gonna say something and it may sound horrible and people may hate me but i really mean this with the best of intentions i don't think that his pussy eating game is on point <clears throat> <laughs> just just throwing that out there. I have a feeling that's not his strong suit. So I'm between the money and, and maybe he's got a good uh, uh, lower end game there going. It's all know? in the blue chew, man. That blue chew. He pops <laughs> over JR's barbecue sauce, as he calls it, and gets to squirting, baby. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I wonder, wonder what it would look like to see him try to eat pussy. Oh jeez! I want to see that now. Seeing him try to pick up women. (laughs) Any step in the process, really, with Jr. would just be ah, wow, to be his wingman for a night. Right, and I don't know Jr. personally, but just from the little from the little bit that he he seems to open up a lot and be pretty transparent. I can't see him. Well, I can't see him just like flashing his money to get women. No. It doesn't. I mean, just from the way he seems, the way he talks, I just, no, I don't see that. No, he negotiates. Oh, I'm sure he negotiates. Oh, I'm sure he negotiates. He lowballs at first. <laughs> see, I don't think he busts out the big check. I think he, you know, I think he just, he buys a Moscow mule for her. He doesn't buy top end, <laughs> top shelf. He just buys a Moscow mule, sends it over her way, gets to talking to her, you know. Then he gets his car from Valet. Oh, it's a nice house. Okay. I'm sleeping with him. 
You know the Oklahoma Rally song? That's like one of the top criteria. I bet he plays that too. <laughs> Has them dance to it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the future. Oh, that's oh, good boy. stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> mm. uh. What a sooner. What a sooner, baby. <laughs> I can't even think of a good sexual innuendo for Sooner. That's that's how pathetic that team is. <laughs> that a sexual innuendo? I don't think you do. Well, women usually you know, like, say harder, faster. <laughs> they don't say Sooner. Right? I mean, like Alabama, they got Roll Tide. Roll Tide speaks. Yeah. Woman walks by with a badass and a, and a, and a skin-tight dress on. You're like, that's Roll Tide. You know, you know what Roll Tide. I don't know what Sooner I don't know. Uh, <sighs> that's a well, song I made. Something that's going to be coming sooner than later, Pasty, is uh, uh another new show. We've been talking about we've been talking about a lot of new shows in this devastated pro wrestling era. What's up with that? As as the hurricane would say. I don't I don't know. We're not talking about money in the bank. Um, oh, I, yeah, I skipped. Sorry. I'm, I'm fiddling with my mouse and I fiddled down the wrong way. So we, well, I mean, I don't want to talk about money in the bank, but we're kind of, uh, oh, so. well, we don't have yeah. to talk about it much. Cause I didn't much pay attention. So, well, I'll start us off with something nobody paid attention to. Uh, we had a pre-show Jeff Hardy, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy won. They gave him 13 minutes, 30 seconds. So I guess we're only having one pre-show. That's, that's good. I would watch a, I'd watch a 13 and a half minute Jeff Hardy Cesaro. Maybe not in WWE, but I'd watch it on the main card. Um, once again, it just makes me sad. They're pushing, a um, uh, assorted pill junkie over a, a very promising talent that they should be working more prominently with. But, right? uh, you know, that's WWE for you. That's the E, baby. I did not watch the pre-show. I barely watched the main show. So we'll get right into that. As match number one was a four-way ma- tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Seeing New Day retaining their gold against the Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison, and Lucha House Party. Yeah, that seems like it was a... You know, I had high hopes for the Forgotten Sons, and then, I don't know, every time this match started to get going, they slowed it back down, and it was stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. Like I said last week, I forgot about them. Literally, (laughs) And full You're disclosure, not the only one. Full disclosure to everybody listening: the only match I watched was the 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 dual Money in the Bank match. But I legitimately watched it, paid attention to it. I planned on taking notes, but I soon found out you could not take notes on that match. <laughs> so, so none of this that we're discussing I watched any of until we get to the dual Money in the Bank ladder match, including the one minute and forty second Bobby Lashley versus. Match where I'm assuming Bobby Lashley squashes shit out of our truth, which he should. But also at this stage in the game, Bobby Lashley should be doing more than one minute, two minute squash matches. Yeah. On a well, few. originally he wasn't even supposed to be facing Lashley. He was facing somebody else, and then Lashley came out and took over. I guess I don't know. It was stupid. No, I. They didn't even have him. 
listed when we were doing uh, predictions. Yeah. So, you know, that's good old Vince. He just, you know, changes shit whenever he damn well pleases. Yep. Then we had the SmackDown Women's Championship, seeing Bailey retaining her gold against Tamina. Um, that's what everybody guessed. I'm assuming, and that's what happened. And I'm I will sure s- it was because of Banks again. I'm sure. I will say I am kind of surprised and pleased that for this being a shorter pay-per-view, other than the the match, the squash match we just talked about, yeah. all the matches are over 10 minutes long. Uh, that's good. That They could have easily thrown together, you know, well, you 10, 11. time on entrances when you're not pandering to a crowd. That is true. Well, some of them are still fucking pandering to the crowd, and it yeah. makes no sense. I guess I didn't. I don't know on this, so I can't say for sure on this one. But I know in the past I've been watching wrestling mm. ones where they pander to the crowd going in. I've seen them, you know, in tag matches start pounding. You know, the one on the side starts stomping the the yeah. ring to get the the crowd's attention, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You've got to improvise. I know you were trained to do this shit, but there's nobody there. You can't do this. Oh, but I digress. Uh, Universal Championship match. Braun Strowman defeated Bray Wyatt. This was just Bray Wyatt begging Braun to come back and join his family. And I'm really? like, Bray, you have a great thing with the Fiend. Why are you trying to go back to that shit? Yeah, he doesn't even have a family anymore. And then Strowman the put the black sheep mask on, and Bray's like, oh, you're back. And then Braun took the black sheep mask off, and guess what he did? Stepped on it. And then he power wow. slammed Wyatt once, and the match was over. That was worth watching. No, no, it wasn't. I, I know you had high hopes for Bray Wyatt on this one, but I, yeah. I, I hate to say I told you so that they weren't going to do shit with him. Well... It's not, it wasn't The Fiend, and that's where I'm like, well... Well, that was my point, was it that it wasn't The Fiend. can lose a shitty old Bray match, that's fine. We'll see. I'm assuming The Fiend's up next, you know what I mean? I, the, the, where I get on that, and I guess it's kind of cool that there's a semi-unique character like this. Obviously, it's retreading the Balor and the Demon, which I don't think he does anymore, or maybe he does, I don't don't, know. I don't think he has, no. Why can't... Why can't just Bray be good? Or why can't he just be the Fiend? Like, why does he have to have, oh, I'm going to come out now and be shitty and lose and everybody knows it, and then I'm going to come out now and be good and win and everybody knows it. Like, why can't we just have one character that's either good or shitty? Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because, you know, Bray got to lay the groundwork for all this, but this booking now is definitely has nothing to do with Bray's... Oh, yeah, he didn't choose this shit. Yeah. And that's where it hurts me. Like, if you're going to let let him make his character, let him write his story. He's not going to always write himself to be the winner. He's a smart man. He knows how to lose, and he probably knows how to lose better than you know how to make him lose. So, I don't know. <laughs> or just have just have better agents in general. I don't, I don't want Bray in charge of his booking. I personally don't. History has shown us 100% of the times that a wrestler is no, in charge of their booking. But I mean... It fucks things over. But just have better agents that know how to have a match that makes him look strong. He can right. still lose. I mean, you just need better agents. Yeah. Well, don't make up the match the day of and be like, okay, go do this. Give him a couple of days to kind of come together with how he wants his world to take the event. You know, yeah. Know. Yeah. Give, give him time for him, Strowman, and the agent to work over yeah. a match. Yeah. 
as as you're supposed to do, which has been done historically for eons since the days of the carny pasty. <laughs> Foreshadowing at its finest. Oh no. <laughs> Then we had the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre retaining his gold. Seems to be the way the cookie crumbles on this event. Against Seth Rollins. Heard great things about this match. Did not watch this match. I know at the end, Drew McIntyre said, you, you are the man, but I won tonight and shook Seth Rollins' hand. I like when they do that. Yeah. I do. I hate to sound pansy, but I do. And I'll probably go back and watch this match, but I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be this month or next month. Yeah. You got to wait till it's a classic on the network, right? Well, it's just... It's ten, a, ten years down the road. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe when all this stuff is over and you go back and watch one match where there's nobody in the audience, you you know, you can stomach that a little more. It's, it's a little different. Um, that brings us to... And for results reasons, Pasty, we're going to split this up into two results, but it's technically one match. Yeah. We had the uh, mon- corporate Money in the Bank ladder match. We're going to start with the women's just because the women's ended first. We had Asuka winning the Money in the Bank briefcase over Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. And I think, Pasty, let's... um. Let's just go over the results, uh, both results, and then let's yeah. go over our recap. we'll talk about the shit, yeah. Sure. So, for the men's, Otis defeated AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, and Rey Mysterio. Um, so, this was not as good as I was hoping, but had some pretty fucking funny spots. It had highs and lows. I yeah. agree. Um, you want you want to start out? I kind of got a few things listed. I just kind of have bullet you points because, like order? I said, because nope. if you have them in order, you lay it out and I'll talk about it. Okay, I do. I do have it in order. Okay. Uh, first thing I have, I have something about the uh, a bitch about the men's opening and a bitch about the women's opening. So first of all, first thing I had to write at all is I don't know what Otis's character is. Apparently, he's different than when he was uh, heavy machinery. He comes out and he dry humps the equipment in the weight room. And uh, just a little spoiler alert, later on, he hulks up when he eats a sandwich. And I ended this with, this is who they're pushing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the humping the weight equipment. Um, I didn't get his whole character in general. Give your kind of explanation, Pasty, because it kind of made sense when you said it to me. I think they're going the wrong direction, but I hear what you're saying. He's a comedy character. Yeah, he's strong and shit, but he can't move well, so you can't really do a lot with him in a long-term thing. But as a character, he is probably one of the funniest guys in WWE. And the way I view him is he's, um, he's, Jesus Christ. Kind of a cross between Chris Farley and Larry the Cable Guy. The problem, I guess the problem I have with that reasoning is has WWE had a big guy that they've pushed that hasn't been a comedy character? Like, like in, in recent and modern history. Brock Lesnar? Not a one. No, he danced no, the he's not, in the bank. Well, case. but he's not, he's not a big guy. He's, well, yeah. he's a bodybuilder, but I, I don't consider him a giant, like either girth-wise or height-wise. Right. Brodus Clay you know, I look at, did okay with for a minute, but then he became a joke. You know, um, um... 
Braun Strowman, they yeah. were doing comedy shit with him. Yeah. Uh, Big Show, they always do comedy shit with him. The Great Khali, they did comedy shit with him. A lot of those guys that we've listed, like, though, are people who can't carry that. Otis can carry uh, Big, it. Big Show did it good. The more you watch Otis, I think, the more you'll see. He, he, he carries this character very well. And... Maybe, and it's... Maybe it's a different generation too, and I don't want, I don't want just the two big behemoths. It's boring, but I also don't mind having a giant powerhouse that just tramples over everything, and when he gets beat, it's like just a huge like, oh wow, he really got beat, or like I don't know, I like that. We had that way back in the day. We had the Yokozunas. We had the. Yeah. Uh, Earthquakes. We had guys like the King Kong Bundys that were. Well, I guess you could say Samoa Joe hasn't been in a real comedy angle. I guess I also again. Right either. Yeah, but I guess I don't consider him a big guy. I mean, he's kind of he's overweight, but I don't think he 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 doesn't. If he tip he tips three hundred, maybe I don't think he's at three fifty by no means. I don't know, and maybe that's just me picking and choosing who I want. I don't know. Um. The the next opening that I have a bitch with, and I don't why they started out with two big flaws right off the bat. Asuka, on, on the women's side, Asuka began a full story advantage over the other women. She was a whole <laughs> floor ahead of them. But instead of going up to get the money in the bank thing, she jumped down onto them. Now that just makes her look dumb as shit. <laughs> right. The fuck was that about? <laughs> Obviously, she ended up winning it, but still, that's not the point. That was dumb. That's pretty much why she won it. The, the women's match is over after that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of <laughs> shitty. I don't know. What did you think about how they, they introduced everybody and opened it up? They did change. Apparently, they were all supposed to start in the lobby, and they I ended up like switching it up. They should have all started in the same place, and then you had like some kind of a scramble where men and women aren't necessarily interacting but tripping over each other. Like, maybe they have, like, a sign, like, men go this way, women go that way, whatever, and they're, like, they start on opposite sides of the sign, so they, like, run through each other. I think that would have been a little bit more action-packed. And, and then Asuka could have jumped on top of everybody, men and women alike. Still wouldn't have made sense, no, it but it would have been a better spectacle. But <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't, that obviously wouldn't be any worse than what they Nobody did. Nobody jumped so, yeah. off the Andre the Giant statue either, which is a huge missed opportunity. That was just wrong. Uh, I mean, they didn't even have to use the legitimate one. They could have made a prop one for right, them. Right, right. I like how they had to, they took the Dusty statue out, for, or they just didn't show it for the for the segment, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. Well, then I then I kind of have. A, I'll skip the list of cameos for right now. We can hit them up at the end. Yeah. Um, so I got um, the next thing I have, and I might be missing something that, that's important. Doubt it. Um, the AJ thing where he went into the the Undertaker room. I thought that was a really neat callback to, yeah. to, their, to their Boneyard match. But I thought having him, like, petrified, afraid of a poster of the Undertaker <laughs> just made him look like a bitch. And not like a chicken shit heel. But just made his character look weak. You gotta think, though, back in the day, that would have done the same thing with any of Undertaker's rivals. He just gets that far under their skin. I don't see the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan doing that. Well, it's because 
that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about after. I could, <laughs> I could see it now Kamala, Kamala, the yeah. Ugandan giant. He was terrified of him. I could see that. But Triple H was pretty afraid of him for a while. There was shit going on there. Yeah, but I just I don't get the what is obviously a poster. Like to me, that was just kind of <laughs> it just looked weak. I thought I thought you could do it without the poster. Yeah. The, the door could have ominously opened and then he could have seen all that stuff. And that's what freaked him out. Like, that would have made sense. Because uh-huh. I, I did like it. I liked that he was terrified. He didn't know, is the Undertaker here? Is he not? He almost killed me last time. Like, you, they they recapped a whole story in the, those few one and a half, two and a it's half minutes. I liked it. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> that part was actually a, a, a plus to me if you took out the whole poster thing. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't hate that. I, I I like the fact that he's traumatized by his encounter with Undertaker, as anybody should be. Yeah, especially in, in a boneyard match. That that should be a a major deal. The way they cinematically made it up. Yes. Um, I go to the uh the top of the building after this. Do you have anything else you want to touch on other than the uh, cameos before oh we get to the top of the building? I suppose the food fight counts as a cameo. Um, I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everything else is cameos. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shows you what they did. Um, so let's I, go to the roof, I guess. Okay. Um, what do you got on the? Uh, so first of all, let's say the the women made it up there. Well, let's say this: a few women made it up there. Yeah, and they made it up before the men. Yes, they did. Um, all I saw was Oscar winning. <laughs> I have that. Um, and it looked like a very empty rooftop. Yeah, not only did only three women make it to the top, and they had no explanation for why the other three, including Shayna Baszler, which is supposed to be your beast. Well, they made Dana Brooke like a, look like a complete idiot, but we'll oh, talk she was about a, that. Yeah. Um, but also I think in, in just the clips they showed, and this is probably the problem with having a men's and women's at the same time is because of who's, uh, directing the show is men. I think even yeah. just the whole show that the women were only in about 25% of, of the camera shots where the men were in about 75%. Yeah. It was almost like they just happened to be there in the background. It was like a Marvel movie. And that's exactly like the why Avengers. They, their match ended so much sooner. Yeah. Um, I thought going into it for sure the women were going to be this, the last briefcase. Just because maybe they took their time getting up there a little bit more, but the men had already, you know, gotten up there. And did it. Right. I, I Well, I mentioned it last week when we made that our tiebreaker to where I was like, they want to end it with the, the men's is their main event to them. So I figured the women's would be first and then the men would get it over with. Hmm. I, I was kind of hoping there'd be men and women up there together and there yep. wasn't. So that was kind of a shame. I got my on two different days. <laughs> they could have been. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the men's and the women's, except for the part where they did interact, were shot on different days. I do have in my notes both actual ladder matches, like when they actually got to the rings, were short and boring. And yeah, yes, albeit they had to be short because they had this whole long buildup. But again, it was good in theory that they tried something different. But for a ladder match, that kills it because they didn't right. really have a ladder match. I mean, they in war had games, a we wait a whole hour exhibition. for the match to start, and then an hour after the match. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think for this kind of money in the bank, we could have definitely handled that. 
this was either like a ladder preview or recap or exhibition. It wasn't a full ladder match no. and uh, definitely didn't make use of the ladders. Yeah, that's sadly, what I not a whole lot in the ways of using ladders whatsoever. I think more people were thrown off of roofs than ladders were used. Yeah, so let's <laughs> let's bring that up. I have here in my notes. It seemed like they planned on throwing Ray, and I wrote and whoever else because I literally could not remember the other person who was thrown off. You said it was Alistair Black. Isn't that Black. sad when you Alistair Black becomes whoever else? Now. Oh, that's that is sad. Never would have thought I'd see that day. So oh. it seemed like they planned on throwing Ray and Alistair Black <laughs> off, but obviously decided against it. And admittedly, or, or uh, and admit, okay, they, they decided against it and admitted it was on a lower rooftop and quickly added a, <laughs> a cartoon thud quickly so you could tell they didn't <laughs> fall off there. Now, other than like the cartoon thud thing, I think this is very smart. I said last week I thought it would be cheesy, hokey, Andre. It was hokey when, when the giant fell when Hogan threw him off the roof, but at yeah. least the giant was supposed to be a supernatural being. If you throw Aleister Black and Ray off the roof, it's just dumb. It's hokey. Well, Black's supposed to be um, kind of supernatural, demonic, you know. He does yoga. He could survive it. He could. I think. <laughs> I think he could sur- survive it. But you do that to Ray when it's the end of his run with you. You know, what I mean, throw yeah. him off. So that's I, the last I, time anybody sees him, you don't see him on fucking Raw the next night, please. <laughs> I don't mind that they threw him off to a smaller roof. I thought that was cute. I thought that was fun. I thought they made the smart. I mean, you can tell when they taped it, they quote-unquote threw him off the roof. But then people were watching it afterwards and said, I don't know that we need to be throwing people (laughs) off a roof. Let's uh, add a little thud and have the commentators, or not the commentators because there wasn't any, but let's let's add a little thud and kind of. Why is it such a problem when the world knows wrestling's not real? Because the storyline, it doesn't make sense. I don't care. Dude, Undertaker buried the shit out of AJ Styles, and he was back a week later. Well, yes, and again, we bitched about it. Yeah, but... Well, so come on. So don't do it both ways. <laughs> do it one way and do it the right way. That's That's just making people be pissed because it's too extreme for them. They didn't do it the right way. They did it where somebody didn't get fucking killed and came back. Threw it off onto a roof five feet below this roof. (laughs) There's no different than throwing him off the ring onto the damn outside. Off the ladder, it would have been far more impressive. That's all I'm saying. Just off the ladder into the ring. That's a further height than that second roof. (laughs) Shane McMahon wasn't there. Should have been. Stephanie was. Wink, wink. I'm going to end with two statements. One. No one stood out and no one advanced their character, at least no, to me. No. And uh, I do than, put that. Go ahead. King Corbin got his heel heat from throwing people off the roof, I guess. Yeah. Or, <laughs> until they threw him off into a smaller roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then he lost it. <laughs> um, and then I do. Uh, I, I just put I credit. I, I do. I credit WWE for trying something different. And I do. I really want to stress this. Nobody knows what to do right now, and they tried something different. And it could have been a home run, but it missed big time. It wasn't a home yeah. run. It was a swing and a miss, um, and we got to call them out on it. I'm glad they tried, but it, it, the, the last two I thought were awesome. This one, no, it wasn't for me, for me. Yeah. Uh, so we got to talk about these cameos? Let's do it. I got them, I believe, in order. I wrote them after everything was done, but I believe I have them in order. I think Brother Love was the first one, Pasty. Yes. 
I put hit. I got him as hit or miss, and I put hit. Brother Love, I liked this cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was... I. I this is where I got excited for the cameos, because I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. And he came out of a bathroom stall and shit. Zipping up his zipper. And... <laughs> I love you. It was fun. It was good. Um, anybody who follows Bruce Pritchard on anything knows how hard he's working right now and for him to get a little recognition is so awesome this guy is literally working 20 hour days right now and he's not a young feller anymore he's probably just in the office that day anyway (laughs) here's your outfit and paint go get ready (laughs) um and if and if you thought that the the cameos were awesome from brother love pasty boy were you disappointed when uh Doink just a, a doink who has never been a doink, and right. I, I can tell you this: I've seen all the I faces like, of doink. What clown is that? That's not <laughs> doink. Just... And then they're like, "That's doink," and I'm like, "No." And he just all he did was peek his head up from a chair and then put his head down. And let's be honest: you could have eighty percent do that. Yeah, eighty percent of the people watching the show have no idea who the real doink right, is. Yeah. Let alone this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it was the most unnecessary one, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, um, it was terrible. It was. It was terrible. Um, then we got Stephanie, which I put big miss on. This happened when they were in the um, money in the, the conference, conference room. Yeah. yeah, and hey, first of all. This is something I forgot to put in here. When I seen Dana Brooke grab that uh, briefcase, and it was a clear briefcase full of, like, these fake hundreds, <laughs> I was like, that's so cool that they changed the money in the bank briefcase to look like this. This is awesome. And then Stephanie was like, um, that's not the money in the bank. Okay, so there, there's a few. What an awesome money in the bank. That was, uh, the, briefcase. That was the 2008 money in the bank briefcase. Was it? Yes. I, I'd never seen it before i thought it was awesome and then they went back to the same old stupid ones uh, two stephanie was edited in it was yes, obvious she, she wasn't she there. was at her house against a white wall and there's no white in that room at all yeah <laughs> it was sadly edited in um third they're they're they brought naya back and she's supposed to be this big monster heel and stephanie just bitches her out where she's like dana clean up the drool of naya jacks wah, wah. <laughs> It was like just there was no reason for her to be there other than no. she wanted a WrestleMania payday. Other right. than probably other than Vince and Triple H wanted to get her a WrestleMania payday. It probably wasn't even Steph. Yeah, because they were like, "Come up, come in here, I think, come I make just a think cameo." It's funny that Vince was there, but Stephanie wasn't. Like, what? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Vince works way harder than right. Stephanie. Yeah. Shit. Mm. Uh, next one I have random janitor I put that as a miss don't even get what that was about no I don't even remember that so I probably didn't see it he was mopping the floor and Dana Brooke ran in there and slipped and fell oh, that was that was the they whole thing made her look like a complete idiot the whole time uh, then we got as pasty hinted Vince McMahon I put big oh, hit the best the <laughs> this best. was awesome this might have been better than anything at Wrestlemania no probably not <laughs> No, it wasn't, but it was it was it was better than anything else on Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah. The whole pay-per-view. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so you got Vince in there. You had AJ and Daniel Bryan. They're they're tussling into a random door and it's Vince's office. You know, he's looking at them like, what the fuck? You know, and they're just they kind of bitch out and everything. And, <laughs> oh and, shit. <laughs> and they go to leave and AJ's like 
fix the chairs, fix the chairs, <laughs> which, which is also cool because not only is it like, if you're just watching this, it's just cool because you see the two like really freaked out about Vince and like sucking up. But anybody who reads a lot about Vince's pet peeves, one of his like office pet peeves is if there's a meeting and you don't push your chair in, yeah. you will fucking hear about it later. <laughs> yeah. And it will not be kind. I just love that everybody, <laughs> including Vince, is calling himself out on his bullshit these days. They're doing it oh, in AEW, for sure. they're doing it in WWE. It's great. I love that the uh the uh the dinosaur skull that that yes. gets talked about now and then and every now and then in documentaries when it's you see Vince's office you'll see it. Show pick. Yeah, it's like it's like Vince literally like that's not something they did for this for this pay-per-view. Vince literally has a dinosaur skull in his office. Why wouldn't that's, you? That's still Vince McMahon. Yeah, yep. He knew and, that uh, dinosaur. I loved it. I thought Vince played it off perfectly. I thought AJ and Daniel Bryan played it off perfectly. Yes. Their uh their little squabbling after they left, like you were such a you were such a punk. You were so scared. Well, you're the one that said pushing the chairs, and even AJ's like, oh, I, I did, didn't I? <laughs> this was awesome. This yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, and then the whole um, thing should have been all the wrestlers trying to have this match while Vince is there trying to do his daily routine, and he doesn't know the match is going on. That would have been great. At the very beginning, he's in the weight room working out, and Otis comes in and starts humping shit, and he's like, what's going on? The whole pay-per-view is uh, Triple H's plan. He's like, guys, guys, we're going to go to headquarters, and this is... <laughs> Vince is in the restroom, you know, and he comes out from taking a piss watch. You can take away all the other cameos and just have Vince in every other yeah. room that they go into. He could even and have it would, a joint... And it'd even be better, just like... <laughs> he has yeah, the doink like, wig on. What the hell is he doing there? How'd he get there so fast? It's Vince. He beat him all there easily. You don't even have to think about it. In real life, you would expect him to beat him there. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Oh, so much better. Uh, moving on from the best hit, we went to uh, Paul Heyman. I have on here, should have been a hit, but for me, a miss. I always love a food fight. Plus, this was the only intergender segment of the night. Shane... Shayna had a good old chokehold on Ray. You know, yes. there was there was two. The what the doink part, they had a little bit of an interaction, but if, uh, I don't think it was just a little bit. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I thought they had a little bit of interaction. I could be wrong. They're also now that you say it, maybe not. by in the hallway type thing, too. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think actually physicality, this might actually be the only part. And I think mm -hmm. it was only Shayna and Ray. Or, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Dana Brooke was made to look stupid, and Ray was made to look pathetic. <laughs> yeah. But Paul Heyman, he's just sitting there getting ready to eat at this lavish, this lavish table of food in an empty, in an empty corporate headquarters when they know there's going to be a paper. <laughs> some reason has a smorgasbord all for himself. Makes no sense, but it's Paul Heyman and it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And he starts and, and everybody runs in and they all stop and look at him and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, my name is, and then... And then is it just Otis? I think just yeah. grabs a sandwich and starts hulking out, or something. Oh, yeah, something happens to start a like, food fight. Food fight. Yeah, and it. I mean, it's it's your it's your obligation. food fights, and, and people such as Pasty and, and other people like it. And I, I don't. Kevin Owens I don't, should have been hiding under the table. That would have been great. <laughs> um, I don't even dog the food fight part of it, but for a cameo. Paul Heyman could have had a better cameo, I think, than just starting his phrase and then getting cut off. 
Just seeing uh, Paul Heyman with the huge table of food was great. That is great. It did go uh, downhill from there, but <laughs> but I can't I can't hate that scene so much because I love the food fights. So I surprisingly put a miss on Paul Heyman, but the next one that came up was Johnny Ace, and I surprisingly thought that was a good cameo. I didn't. See I laughed. It. Johnny Ace comes up. Uh, um, Otis finds a second room full of desserts. <laughs> and he's like going all crazy over to the dessert. He starts hulking up again. And then Johnny Ace drives a golf cart up. And he's like, people power, as his, his saying was, or power to the people, whatever yeah. it was. And Otis looks at him and grabs a pie and throws it in his face. Now, first of all, I, I love seeing Johnny Ace get hit in the face with a pie. I don't know why. It's better than the other people. For some reason, I liked this, and I didn't like the other food fight shit. It's it's taste. I don't know. It's John Laurinaitis. Everybody hates that. Exactly. But the other thing that I honestly loved was he threw the pie at him, and it wasn't one of those working pies. A working pie, folk, is, just is a pie that's just crust and whipped cream. And that's all it is. And it makes a good splat, and you see it on the Three Stooges, and you see it everywhere, and cartoons always use it. This was like a legitimate blueberry pie with whipped cream on it. Because when he slammed it in his face, there was whipped cream. But there's also blueberries and runny shit coming down. And I'm like, it was a work that's pie a before, shoot pie. That's not a working out. pie. Vince changed it out last minute and didn't say He anything. probably did. <laughs> Actually, if it was Vince, he probably would have put, like, sardines and shit. <laughs> Like May Young's panties. Whoa. <laughs> so for some reason, it's like comedy is about the details. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And to me, the fact that it was a legitimate pie and not a it was a it was a shoot pie, not a working pie, just sold it for me. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'd gone so fucking batshit crazy from watching this much of it that my mind had melted already. I don't know. Otis dropped all the gimmicked pies by accident, <laughs> so they had to grab one or, off of Heyman's table. <laughs> or I could start fat shaming him like they did to both Naya and Otis the whole time and say, he ate all the shoot pies. <laughs> it really did just fat shame the shit out of him, but whatever, it works. And then the uh, the last cameo, and I, I don't know if you call it a cameo or not, but it literally came out of nowhere, no explanation, and there's probably a story to it that I don't know about. Uh, at the end, Elias came out and hit whoever was uh, f- uh, hit somebody on the Money in the Bank ladder match with the guitar. I saw the, the I don't know why. of it, and I did not see who he hit. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. I, mean, I think it was probably Corbin, because he's got beef with Corbin. It could have been him. So that, that maybe would have been why. after Corbin threw the people off the roof. I didn't even see people getting thrown off the roof either. It ended, and I was like, oh, it's over already? Kirsten was kind of watching it, too. And I'm like, did anybody get thrown off the roof? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's funny, because I, I listened to uh, the 83 Weeks uh, Eric Eric Bischoff does a recap with a uh, actually like a literary scholar, and they recap. They just started recapping some of these fun things. They did the Firefly Funhouse, and they both loved both of them. And they like they talk about the similarities to classic literature and classic movies and stuff. It's really a fun a fun listen. Um, but they were talking about this, and the one the the, the literary the literary guy's like god you know what i think they threw a, somebody or a couple people off the roof and eric bischoff's like ah, i i i i thought that'd be kind of cool for them to do but i don't think they did i don't remember it and then they're like what's well, either shame on us for not watching or shame on the uh 
shame on the directors for not really paying much attention to it or getting your attention. And since you said both of you missed it too, I'm going to say shame on the directors. I Something, think so. A big thing like that should have been a, a well, big deal. Well, they had deal. Corbin do it, and anytime Corbin does anything, I'm kind of zoned out into <laughs> yeah. something else. Uh, I hear you there. <laughs> I want. I, he's a great heel. Don't get me wrong, and I love him for the fact that he's a great heel. But he's so much that I just don't care. So here I got one little gripe here for the very, very end of the match. And that is that in the ladder match, AJ actually took the briefcase off of the hooks. And he had the briefcase. But then he, whoopsie, kind of butterfingered it, like very obviously, well, and dropped back it. in the football game for and, the uh, rules have to play. <laughs> right. But he dropped it to Otis, which is fine, and Otis won it. That's cool. My problem is, earlier when Asuka grabbed the, the briefcase, she was declared the winner while on she was ladder. still holding it on the ladder. Yeah. before she's... So it's either Didn't both feet have to touch the ring or as soon as you unhook it. Because they've, they've had different rules either way. Sometimes it's both feet, sometimes it's on the... You know, whatever they want to twist for the story. But when you have the exact same match going on at the exact same time and two different ways of winning, I didn't like that. I'm going to have to go back and watch the, the replays because if he if he like unhooked it and fumbled it immediately as he unhooked it, I guess that's okay because he didn't have it firmly in his hands. Uh, it's, maybe. Still, it's, still, it's still really pushing it. It's still it. gray, yeah. But... So I just, I just wish... I just wish if nothing else, they had obviously they had plenty of time between the women and the uh, men. They could have just waited for Asuka to get. But down how they? How dare it, they but... be inconsistent when it's in the same exact match? That's stupid. Yeah, I mean they're bad enough at being inconsistent anyways. Yeah, yeah. just at least have consistency there. But um, <sighs> wow, it it sounds like we're just we're the internet. And we're just bitching to bitch, but it's really not. No, I wanted to like it. I really did. I went into it with an open mind. I liked the last two cinematic performances they put on, and I hope this doesn't kill them on cinematic performances. I hope it doesn't, because they've done good stuff, and they could do great stuff going forward. You just, I think this time they have to realize they, they threw too many people into a cinematic. Like, a cinematic needs to be a little bit more contained. And it was, and it was a lot of cut between trying to do match-like stuff and trying to do cinematic stuff. It was kind of interwoven together inconsistently, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, match of the night. <sighs> Gotta go to the money in the bank. I think it was the only time I was actually entertained. I I can't pick one, but I want to go with Drew and Seth just because that's the only one I've heard it? positive things about. But... I, I'm okay to just say that. <laughs> we could Drew just and say Seth? That. Yeah. I think we say Drew and Seth. It's the one that looks best on paper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll go Drew and Seth. Just just because they they deserve it, those two good fellers. This is Seth's uh this is his uh uh his congratulatory present from us to him. Oh, we yes. can't talk about that yet, sorry. Oh no. And uh final grade, I I can only grade the Money in the Bank match, which I'm grading a D minus, and that's giving an extra grade for effort. I wanted to give it an F, but I'm going to go all out and say with an empty arena, I don't think my grade would have changed even if I watched the whole show. Yeah. So I'm comfortable with saying that. I wanted to give it an F, but parts of it made me giggle. So I'm giving it a D minus minus, and that's having 
kind of seen most of the whole show, sort of. Right. You know, it, it's another one of those things where, you know, for us not even wanting to watch the show, don't they lose some points for that too? So, I mean, I think the D minuses are warranted. Yeah. Yeah, you got to call it when you call it too. I mean, we gave WrestleMania good scores because it deserved. We it. did. Yeah, they they and and it was it was new. And even then we said it doesn't work, but they tried. By now this has been 3 months since WrestleMania. 2 months, 3 months, I don't uh, know. This was Learn. saying, "Oh my god, WrestleMania worked. Let's do it again, but completely <laughs> my way." Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't work. And we totally wrote and five minutes a better way to put the whole thing together with Triple H setting it up and Vince not being aware and... right <laughs> uh. and you could have had Steph Maker damn you could have had the exact you could have had the exact same Steph thing if you wanted to have Steph yeah. in there yep. you could have just kept it in there for no reason could have been her in the men's bathroom when Vince came out and then you what see are you that doing? Shane on the roof, and Corbin goes to throw somebody off, and Shane's like, wait, no. And then he, like, throws himself off the roof. <laughs> Shane should have done a coast-to-coast off of it. <laughs> oh, they should have had him on, like, they a They could have shot it to where shit. he jumped off of one side, and then it cuts the camera, and he's like, jumps onto the other side. So he, like, jumped around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I just tickled the shit out of me all of a sudden, pasting. <laughs> <laughs> he coast to coast it literally. Oh, I was fucking flying. Oh, this this thing rotted my brain because that was the funniest thing I've heard all fucking week, pasting. And I'm and I'm picturing it in my head, and I'm picturing a still shot of him doing the Liu Kang fucking flying. <laughs> just just a still picture, not even him doing it. Just. Oh my gosh! Oh, that made it. That that made the whole pay per view worth it. I'm almost willing to give it a better grade. I'm not gonna, but almost. Woo! Tears, uh, tears running down my cheek. Crazy. I'm just saying, if I you gotta, it. if you gotta do stupid ass pre tape shit, do stupid ass pre tape shit that people can appreciate. It oh, we learned have it from the. Yeah, we learned it from the uh, the delete shit. Yes. You know, it's like you can go all out, and, and but but do it fun. Yeah, and some of this was fun. We talked about it. Some of this was fun, mm. but the only stuff that was fun was half of the, and maybe not even half of of the cinematic shit. But yeah. the whole match itself was just boring. I don't know. Boring. Do, do, do they next pay per view? Do they try to do the whole every match as a cinematic thing, but its own thing, not all at the same time? Was it? Uh, wasn't it WWE said they're doing their next? Oh, SummerSlam! They said they're going to do SummerSlam, even if it's in September. Yeah, that'll be an interesting SummerSlam September. They they are just um, so to it'll be interesting. Fans. And and I'm. I would buy SummerSlam in October, December if it's right. if they waited until there's fans. I'm okay with that. I like it. Um, we'll just see what happens going forward. I'm not going to tune into the weekly shows, so I won't know what ha- happens going forward. I'm running out of weekly shows to watch because all the taped ones are running out of stuff. Um, I wish I wish somebody would just come up with a fun show premise that maybe didn't even have to have in-ring action. 
pasty. That would be awesome. You mean like Billy Corgan? Well, Billy Corgan, he could do something like that, possibly. Why do you say that? What brings up that name? Well, he has done just that. As NWA owner, Mr. William Corgan, announced a new series called NWA Carneyland. Carneyland will premiere next Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. Eastern on the NWA YouTube channel. This is the normal time slot for the weekly NWA Power Series. Corgan added that under no circumstances do they want to fold the promotion, no matter how tough and difficult things get amid the COVID-19 outbreak. Instead of folding, they've come up with this new Carneyland show. Corgan said the NWA can't present pro wrestling in a right like they want to right now. Due to the coronavirus pandemic having a negative impact on tapings. So they went back to an idea they had back when they first acquired the promotion. Corgan said he finds the Carneyland idea to be intriguing. It said it's unlike anything else in pro wrestling. What is Carneyland? Well, I can't quite tell you because it's almost impossible to explain, Corgan said. <laughs> but tune in next week, Tuesday, 6.05, our normal time slot here on our YouTube channel. And you'll most certainly find out just like I will. He doesn't know what it is yet either, folks. He's Vince McMahon in this shit all the way. <laughs> he just hired a bunch <clears throat> of carnies, <laughs> put on this show. I don't care what it is. <laughs> this was a wrestling show last week, though. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I, all I can say is I, I don't know if next Tuesday, after this Tuesday, I'm going to watch it. But you can best fucking believe Tuesday I am watching Carneyland. Yes, yes. Billy Corgan, oh. I will see you next Tuesday, <laughs> sir. <laughs> 6.05 Eastern. Can't wait. This is good. This is fun. We, um... All these wrestling shows, and, and this is, I mean, this is a new show, but obviously this is just replacing the time slot that they need to fill. But this is cool. They're not running empty arena matches. And you even joked the other day, it's like, well, they've only got 50 people there anyways. You yeah. might as well do it. But they don't. They don't want to. They don't have to. They're, they're coming up with something new and unique. And I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm so fucking intrigued. Honestly, I'd be okay if they put cardboard standees in the seats. <laughs> Like with just uh piped in uh yeah, background yeah, like yeah. white noise and stuff, audio yeah. shit. <laughs> that would uh I oh, wanna shit. see somebody do it before this is over. Just once. Oh, I shit. was just uh oh oh fuck, I don't even think I have this in the news, do I? Uh maybe wait, hold on, let me see if I do. I don't think I have this in the news. I don't so I'm going to uh, go on the fly here. Actually, yeah, take the take the next one. I'm going to do a little research on the All fly, right. baby, on the fly. investigative journalism on the spot. Vince McMahon reportedly wanted a shorter show for Money in the Bank, according to Paul Davis of Wrestling News. And now it seems the current plan is for WWE pay-per-view times to be shorter until they're allowed to have fans back in the arenas. That's right, folks. You ain't getting that lucky. As soon as your asses are back, we're going back to seven-hour fucking wrestling pay-per-views. <sighs> I'm excited for that. 
There's still no word yet on when fans will be allowed back at WWE events due to the coronavirus pandemic, as everything still depends on those COVID-19 trends. It's possible that we will see some fans allowed at WWE shows in Florida this summer. That is far from confirmed. The shorter Money in the Bank event has received praise from fans on social media, with many calling for this to be the new normal for future pay-per-views. Raw's still three hours. I don't. I don't see anything really changing. <laughs> hey, I really wish it did. Yeah, I really wish it did, because I, I didn't even watch this whole thing. But like you said, it's it's so much easier to take in that when you don't have, and it still would be probably three and a half hours because you still got the hour pre-show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For those so, who tune into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I think the majority of us fans agree with that. Like like you said on there, I mean, the fan feedback was, was awesome. Everybody loved it. Yeah. So it'd be great going forward. Like you said, it's Vince McMahon. Once all this shit's done, it's going to go back to seven-hour pay-per-views, I'm sure. No doubt. Probably longer because he's got to make up for lost time. Right. <laughs> um, so I am going to freestyle uh, some news that I heard. And maybe I'm getting the promotion wrong, and that's very likely. But I didn't think so because it sounded right with the promotion. But um, one of the Japanese promotions out there, <clears throat> and I thought it was DDT Pro Wrestling that does the really fun shit talked about how they were going to start putting on new wrestling shows, but they have, like, a painted background audience, and they were going to pipe in, like, cheers and boos and, and make it obviously fake, not the way, like, WWE tries to uh, tries to sway you one way or the other by sweetening the audience, as they say. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just going to make it a complete, like, sitcom out of it. No, it's like, that's so fun. I like that. Do it. I was. I, I'm yeah. excited for that. I did I hear somewhere cool. about Zoom wrestling matches. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. They were going to do it on Zoom. Yeah. That's what it is. They were going to do it on Zoom and let the audiences be able to hear each other. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So is it? Thank you for saying Zoom. Thank you. Let me see if I can get anything off of. And they're wrestling. Uh, here from we go. Their individual locations on the internet across Zoom. So they're like um, explaining their maneuvers. Here we go. Thank you for, for saying Zoom because that, that got it right there. So DDT has been privately experimenting with remote pro wrestling matches. The tests so far have been successful, so they are now taking it public. Uh, this Friday, as we are recording, folks, matches will be held along with a Zoom broadcast featuring 100 fans. It's first comes, first serve. They're virtually cheering and interacting with the wrestlers. DDT will treat, tweet out a link to their Zoom waiting room around 4.30 p.m. Too late now, folks and will allow the very first 100 people to participate in the experiment. Since this is their first attempt at the public experiment, aware that usernames will be visible to everyone, and if a participant on a video or audio is found misbehaving, they will be forced to leave. Also, matches could get interrupted or even canceled if the stream quality becomes unreliable. So, it, again, they're doing something different. It might suck. Yeah. But they're, they're doing something different. That's that's what you got to do in these times. You just got to adapt to your situation. Now, everything doesn't have to stop. Everything just has to change. 
and with uh and a with lot of Zoom, that's been going around with local musicians too i mean look at joe scarpinello and and the the live stream challenge facebook group shit has blown up right but he's the thing with Zoom, time. he's wrote he's wrote uh individual theme songs for each of his segments he's he's uh, completely revamped his web show like you take this time you do the stuff that's right for you but yeah go ahead sorry well, no, no, no. Great, great plug to Joe. He deserves it for sure. Go and check him out. just had that one guy on his show last night, and they went for like an hour and a half. Go check it out. We love it. But the thing about Zoom is you can literally get the crowd feedback. So it, is, it isn't piped in like a sitcom. See, I thank you for saying that because I knew I was mixing my, my – Here, you can hear fans cheering or fans booing or you can – you know, and I'm a – assuming maybe the wrestlers can if they put them up on I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But um I do I do see here that uh they had their the the first match and it is so far Yukio Naya defeated Kagugo Nakamura with a side suplex in 6 minutes 50 seconds. So Woo. ongoing folks, ongoing. This is as live as Abandon it gets. This broadcast as it gets. right now and go witness. <laughs> Some well, if you weren't the first the hundred, you're not in it, so you might as well stick with us schmucks, anyways. Find it later on YouTube, then. For sure. Like we I think will. that's awesome. I think that's great. Good for them. Again, try. Back in the '90s, when Vince was getting his ass handed to him by Eric Bischoff, he had to think different, and it worked. When Eric Bischoff was was losing to Vince, he had to think different, and he revitalized wrestling altogether. So. Some good shit can come from this, man. And not Vince's such good shit. We're talking right. real. Real good shit. Real good shit. <laughs> so, again, sorry I wasn't prepared. And for some reason that slipped through my... I'm glad you brought it up. Crack. It was something that I was, I was trying to set the show up, but... It in the news. Uh... I'm glad you said Zoom or we would have been completely fucking lost on this. <laughs> so, Zoom one. Pasty with the save. With the assist, yes. if nothing else. All right. On this week's Dynamite, Chris Jericho challenged the Elite to a match at Double or Nothing. It won't be a regular bout, though. It will be the first ever stadium stampede bout. Jericho created the match himself and says it will be just like a street fight, but even streeter. It will take place in the middle of a football stadium. There's no streets in a football stadium, Chris Jericho! That's why it's a stadium. That's why it's a stadium stampede and not a street fight, pasty. (laughs) Hello, come on. It'll be just like a street fight in a field. (laughs) I want to see a street fight in a cornfield. I want to see him do it in a zoo. That'd be fun. Even if you're not in the exhibits, just having that in the background. All of them koalas. Just, just eucalyptus everywhere. <laughs> and speaking of eucalyptus, Pacey. Yes. Alberto El Patron is accused of beating and raping a woman and threatening her child. Boy, that turned quickly from cute little koalas. <laughs> yeah. This happened earlier this month in an attack. Patron, 42, whose real name is Jose E. Rodriguez Chacon. <laughs> posted $50,000 bond Sunday after he was taken into custody at the Bexar County Sheriff's Office in San Antonio. He was charged with felony sexual assault in the May 3rd incident, according to the police affidavit. 
The woman told police Del Rio had assaulted her multiple times with the most recent incident coming on May 3rd when he suspected her of cheating on him. In the incident, Del Rio grew upset when she denied the accusations. The woman said at which point he repeatedly slapped her head and dragged her into a bedroom in a San Antonio home. The victim said Del Rio used zip ties to bound her hands together, stuffed a sock in her mouth prior to sexually assaulting her, police said. She said he used objects in the sexual attack, which lasted for hours, reportedly from 10.30 to 2.30 p.m. from 10.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. the next day. Not 2.30 a.m., folks. No. 2.30 p.m. Like, almost a full day. Yeah, like 14, 16 hours. <laughs> and he punched her back, according to the affidavit. That occurred there all of a sudden. <laughs> the one, not to... Not to it you know, seems like belittle him punching her in the back. But, the, <laughs> uh, the woman had injuries visible consistent with her account. The police had said the woman said Alberto forced her to put on a dress and dance. And when she refused, he told her to stop crying or he would grab her son and drop him off in the middle of the road somewhere. This guy, man, this guy. And from what I heard, her son was in the home while this happened, too. That's my understanding is that he was in the home. So he did this $50,000 bail thing, right? So he's out now. So his only opportunity at this point is to kill himself, right? That's what I'm looking at. Like, what else are you going to do ever? Nothing. He, uh, you know, he seems like I got good money on this time next week. We're reporting (laughs) he killed himself. Or he died, quote-unquote, natural causes. Mm -hmm. He seems like in business he can be a a downright honorable person, and then it just seems every time you hear about his personal life, and and at first you try to give him the benefit of the doubt, Yeah. but after the page stuff, after stuff, after the page stuff, and now with this, God. Seems to this me, is I think this the is huge. Stuff should have been taken maybe a little bit more seriously, and maybe that's a little bit at fault on our part. Yeah, this is this is legitimately uh, an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! Ten thirty p.m. to two thirty p.m. Shit. Yep, I had to rewrite I, the, the shit I was listening to like three. Times. I hope he. I hope he <laughs> took a nap. God damn. Uh. Yep. I don't know what else to say on it, honestly. Disgusting. I think we maybe found a way you can be worse than Chris Benoit. Maybe. Uh, it, at up least there, they at all least. got to up die. There. Yeah. <laughs> I don't there. know. Yeah. This is, it's bad. It's bad. 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 Bad, bad juju. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad juju. Remember uh, two weeks ago when we reported that he was going to go back to WWE? <laughs> <laughs> Bad juju. Uh, <laughs> he's just, he's terrible, and I hope I never hear his name again. Yeah, he's at the top of just despicable pro wrestlers at live. Just Should right we turn this thing on its head again, Fat Mac? <laughs> it's time for comings and goings. And in the comings and goings, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins have something coming. As well, Becky Seth Lynch, did. Oh, Becky Lynch announced on Raw that she is pregnant. The segment opened with the Lynch coming out in the women's Money in the Bank briefcase. 
She told the world that she was with child. She got emotional and cried before bringing Oscar out. She then revealed that Oscar hasn't been able to open the briefcase because she was the only one with the combination. And then she didn't do a combination. She just flipped a latch on the briefcase and it fell open. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> is that legit or is that just no, you that's, I watched it. I watched oh, highlights of it. <laughs> that's hilarious. She can't set up a table. I don't think she could do the combination. That's uh, just, true. Just saying. <laughs> Lynch opened the briefcase and the Raw Women's title belt was inside. Lynch then confirmed that Asuka is the new Raw Women's Champion as Sunday's Money in the Bank ladder match wasn't for a future women's title shot. It was for the Raw Women's title. Oh, my God! Becky is on hiatus from wrestling and is allegedly contemplating retiring completely to focus on family. It is said Seth Rollins will be allowed time off as well to be with Becky during and after the pregnancy and to negate the risk of COVID-19 that comes with wrestling. <sighs> Seth needs to be out of there for a while. He got a new theme song at the pay-per-view, <clears throat> and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is this is good for Lynch. And honestly, if, if she did decide to retire from wrestling at this point, it's good. If she, if she does, she went out on top. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> this is it's like Trish Stratus, you know? She she left at the right time. I don't think she yep. overstayed her welcome more than she should have. No, not at all. And Becky, <laughs> even if she does quote unquote fully retire, she'll come back for an yeah, appearance here, course. a match there, yeah. a battle royal yeah. here, you know. Um, a storyline with Seth for sure, but she's been doing acting classes. Real, so she hasn't gone. Too. She gone. could have it easy in in Hollywood. The thing I really like is, is from everything I've seen so far, people aren't even questioning that this is just uh, um, ass kissing or, or just talk. It seems like Vince and WWE are fully behind Seth taking time off to be with her, and that's that's awesome. It's good for the family. And like you said, it's good for Seth. Every now and then, you gotta the old uh, the old adage in wrestling is go away and learn a new hold. You know, Seth when, Seth is so great, <clears throat> but he gets stale so fast. Well, when when you when you work more dates than any other person for three years in a row, you're finna. I mean, no matter how good you are, that's just life. Yeah. So go away, learn a new hold, quote unquote. You know, come back fresh, and uh, and the fans will love you. You're you're fresh. You got something different. And be be with your family. The guy works his ass off. Yeah. Take some time. He deserves it. Becky deserves it. They all deserve it. This isn't a, a title like it's, well, you deserve it, but it's literally just a prop. You deserve it. This is his, his livelihood, you his work, his career. It. He There's literally deserves time off. Yeah. Originally, <laughs> Asuka knew nothing of this um, and, was, and her reaction was legit on, was. on air. It was a crazy reaction. She didn't seem sad that Becky had to give up the title. She was very excited to have the championship, and she kind of just celebrated with it and ran out. But you could tell that it wasn't something she knew of ahead of time. I think because she came out at first when Becky was in the ring talking, she came out and she acted pissed because, you know, her Money in the Bank briefcase is in the ring with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch didn't win that. Why am I not out in the ring with my briefcase? Right, taking her thunder from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's, uh, this is great. I This is nothing but happy and, 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 and great, and I'm so, and best believe that kid's a future world champion. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No Shit. doubt. This is that. This is that breeding experimentation <clears throat> that we were t- have touched on quite often in this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And don't think we're trying to sweep Del Rio under the rug, folks. This was just the best way to follow that story. You know what? Del Rio doesn't deserve any more of our fucking breath, and this no. is something to celebrate. So, hell yeah. Yes. And uh, something else that we're using our breath on. That's a hell of a segue, right? Yeah. Uh, Pro, Pro Wrestling Sheet noted earlier this week. Contract with WWE, which has stirred rumors that Sting will be the one to present the new AEW TNT title to the winner of the tournament finals at double or nothing. But not so fast. PW Insider reports that multiple sources close to Sting are denying the rumors, saying the two sides are working on a new merchandise contract to move forward with. In fact, AEW itself has publicly announced that Mike Tyson will present the AEW TNT Championship to the winner, which would really be cool and awesome if this were 1998. Yeah. I don't get the Mike Tyson thing, Pasty. I don't get it. He was involved with WCW. WWE. (coughs) Oh, I thought that was WCW. No, he was uh, he was DX. Okay. <laughs> he did the uh, he ended up punching out. Uh, he was DX, and he was uh, and he was gonna screw Stone Cold, but then at WrestleMania, yeah, when it was time to screw Cold, Stone Cold, he ripped off his DX shirt and it had a Stone Cold shirt, and then yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Sting would he, hit so much better if it was Sting. Oh, it definitely would. But I also I I'm conflicted because if I'm thinking of Steve Borden, his best bet is to just finish out his career in WWE, make tons of money, be an icon. Yeah. They've 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 screwed him and shit hit on his legacy. But if you're in it for a business, I, I love AEW and they're doing good. But they aren't in the business of, of taking they are care a t-shirt of company. Old, that, that they are according to the internet. But um. But but I mean he he's got a, he's he can have a legends contract he can do so much in in WWE and not have to do anything, yeah. but for Sting always being, you know for the longest time the main anti WWE guy he was NWA he was WCW he was TNA, you know before finally going to WWE and then being shit on like I said storyline-wise, it would be great to see him go to AEW and finish out his career in WWE's main competition. Yes. <laughs> so I guess either way, I'd be happy. Um, I don't need him. I, I, yeah, he can present the AEW TNT title. He, oh. he was the face of TNT for so many years on WCW. So either, either way is cool. I don't think it's happening, especially since they've already announced it's Mike Tyson. How cool would it be to see Sting manage Cody in a match against uh, Lance Archer with, with uh, Jake the Snake as his manager, though? That would be cool. That would be cool. The That'd Sting be, and the Snake. Yeah. They don't have to do any... Don't interact. Just stand there, and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sting Sting can do, do some stuff. Jake really doesn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> You you know what be you know what's awesome, and I I don't know how much right now I'm really racking my brain and I I remember little to no interaction between Jake and and Sting but my God the Scorpion Deathrop is just an inverted T, uh, DDT that would be so cool to have them you know do their finishes on each other on multiple you know on on different uh, um, weeks 
Yeah. You know, maybe Jake Jake gets the first one in because he's a heel, and then Sting gets the scorpion on him and stuff. I mean, now that you, yeah, that, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Steve Borden's best with staying with WWE, but as a fan, it'd be cool to see him go to AEW. I ain't going to yeah. lie. Ah. There it is. Yeah. Speaking of NWA legends. Yes. Wrestling Inc. has confirmed that Ric Flair has signed a new deal and is currently under contract with WWE. If you remember, we reported last December, Flair's contract with WWE expired as it was only good through 2019. Woo! Woo! As long as Charlotte's there, he ain't going nowhere. No. She, he's her, uh, her tether. He's, he's her rock. Or vice versa, I don't know. Yeah, Probably at this point, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, and again, speaking of uh, Daughters of Legends, second-generation wrestler Rachel Ellering has confirmed release from her WWE contract as part of last month's cuts brought to you by COVID-19. The best COVID since SARS. Uh, the daughter of Precious Paul Ellering, who had used the Rachel Evers name in NXT, which was so fucking so stupid. dumb. Yeah. Confirmed on Twitter Thursday that she was released. The 27-year-old worked several matches for NXT before being announced for the 2017 May Young Classic. She was eliminated in the second round that year, and then eliminated in the first round in the 2018 May Young Classic tournament. She signed an NXT contract officially in January 2019. She then Why would you do it after that? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Ah, you pay your dues. I mean, whatever. <laughs> she then suffered a torn ACL in July of last year and hasn't been used since. So, you know, it's probably good for both that she's gone. I don't know that she's fully healed yet, so yeah. WWE doesn't want to be paying some. You should uh, be holding on to people that are at that stage in, in the program. That you don't think you're going to use. You and they make are, your mind up pretty quick and let them go pretty quick. That's that's my opinion. Um, I know she's, I personally don't think she's at this uh, point in her career yet. But God damn, if she could put some work in and really go through the ringers, I would love to see uh, uh, Rachel Ellering versus Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, just just for the name recognition, just for the uh, the you know the NWA recognition, the the history, the Horsemen, and the and the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Like uh, oh, that. by the way, check out the uh, Road Warriors uh, behind the ring, but our dark side of the ring. But yeah, I would love to see it. But Rachel Ellering is definitely not on Tessa's level. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna pretend she is. But that'd be cool. It'd be a marquee match, you know, just name alone. I just think with a name like that, she's going to AEW. Uh, also, for the fact that WWE doesn't have a copyright on her actual last name, you know. So. You, you know, I don't think I don't think in the past we reported on it, and I don't think we've heard anything since the COVID about uh, Paul Ellering being let go yet. Could he still be working for WWE? I don't know. I the last I knew, he was the manager for for uh, Authors of Pain, and then they got called and up, then and then they got they didn't uh, him anymore. Yeah, then they got Drake Maverick, and they let Drake Maverick go. Yeah. Which, I mean, by the way, was the best thing for Drake Maverick, but I, I liked his character in WWE, to be honest. I yeah, thought they were going to do good things with him. They should have. 
But I, I was disappointed they got rid of Paul Eldering because he was better for the authors of Pain. Yeah. Drake Maverick would have been good for, like, an Otis. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That would be amazing. He could ride on his shoulders everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling some uh, boy in his dinosaur. Yeah. No, but, it'd be, it, yeah, he could. He could. It'd be cool. But Paul Eldering was awesome with authors of Pain due to... The whole Royd war- the Ro- Royd Warriors. Royd they were, Warriors. to be honest, it was the, the Royd, Royd Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> um, she, I mean, Rachel Ellering is gonna do fine. Yeah, she might she might not make as much? She might never make as much money as she was making in WWE. I don't know what you make as a. I've heard the 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 lower tier NXT people don't make great money to begin with, especially considering some of the indie guys. So maybe she'll make better money. I don't know, but she'll, she'll do fine. As long as she, you know, learns enough to perform as well as her name says she should, then she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. Impact Wrestling announced the signing of Tasha Steeles. Steels is most notably known for her work in Northwest Wrestling, Queens on Conquest, Chaotic Wrestling, and NWA. She made her NWA debut in December when she went one-on-one against the current NWA World Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa, at Into the Fire. She currently still works for NWA. She is also the co-leader of Culture SZN alongside Christian Casanova. She's a good talent. She was actually just on uh, NWA's Superpower, which is their last uh, show that they taped in front of a live audience before. It was supposed to be the go-home show to the Crockett Cup, but obviously that didn't happen. It was a full hour-long episode. It's fun. I recommend anybody go watch it. It's on their YouTube channel. It's free. Take the time to watch it. It's it's so much fun, so awesome. But she was in a three-way with Marty Bell and... <clears throat> Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting who she was in there with. Uh, no, nonetheless, uh, very good, very good talent. She, she's fun. She's up-and-comer. She's going to do good, and I think Impact Wrestling will be good for her because they're still doing great things with their women wrestling. Speaking of that, Kimberly also made her debut on the same show during Madison Rain's locker room talk to confront Jessica Havoc. Lee faced Havoc this week and won illegally by using a pair of brass knuckles on her. Lee made quite the name female Shikara Grand Champion. It's not any women's titles, folks. It's all the men's titles. From there, she found herself working for NXT as Abby Lath in 2016. Not much happened there at all. Two years later, Lee was released from NXT, went on tour for stardom in Japan. This is the first real national TV exposure she's had besides a few televised NXT matches and the May Young Classic Tournament appearances that she had. Woo! She, uh, you might also know her from the uh, amazing ta- tag team in Shimmer, Shine, and throughout the indies, uh, Kimber Bomb. Yes. With uh, Cherry Bomb and Kimberly. They, they won a lot of tag team gold and are amazing talent. I would love to see uh, Cherry Bomb go into impact as well that would be amazing speaking of impact impact wrestling has re-signed sue young in a multi-year contract according to pw insider young has been with impact since march of 2018 winning the knockouts championship in april of that year at redemption she held the title for 110 days before losing it to tessa blanchard sue young responded to the news on twitter what the fans want 
the fans get. Sue Young's awesome. Oh, yeah. Impact Smart. Yeah. And hey, if you lost the uh, the women's title that you held for over a hundred days to Tessa Blanchard, no shame. Yeah, none. <laughs> and uh, it seems even in these tough times, Pasty Impact Wrestling is still making sure to take care of their employees and lockdown talents that they feel like they can invest in. As Crazy Steve, who made an in- sticking around in Impact Wrestling, it seems. As first reported by Wrestling Inc. and then confirmed by Impact Wrestling, Crazy Steve has signed a multi-deer. multi-deer. He gets a few bucks, a doe, maybe a fawn. Um, he's really into venison. All on one tag. Uh, <clears throat> but he also gets a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling. The crazy one himself would also comment on the signing, signing saying he is returning, quote, home. Yes. I love it. So this is fun. Um, he would he would be great at NWA over in uh, Carney. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Depending <laughs> not on that I know Carney what Carney is. is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're reading my mind. Uh, but and obviously, as as noted up there with uh, with Tasha Steeles, there are NWA and and Impact crossover talents. So. There's no saying he couldn't end up over in NWA. Yeah, that is true. Only time will tell. I'm happy to see his crazy. Oh, Steve by the way, on that, uh, I like him. He's fun. He's got a great gimmick. He's a solid hand. He's not an amazing wrestler, but he's solid. But his gimmick, he, he's really into it, and he really sells it. I only other, ever saw him in the stable. I'm interested to see how he does on his own. Right. Yeah, he was both in um, the Decay and the Menagerie. He was in both those stables. And I'm thinking about the Decay. I just okay, the name. that was good. The Menagerie was fun, also. Not as good as the Decay. I bet um, it'd be hard to be as good as Decay. <laughs> uh, I I would agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the show for you this week, folks. It was uh, it was good. It was good. We had stuff to talk about. Yeah, that's always a for a change. When you're doing a podcast, <laughs> it's always nice to have something to say, uh, even if you it, spend half the time shitting on a really bad WWE pay per view. You know, at least they gave us a lot to shit on. Yeah, yep. All the they right made it reasons easy. to give them a D minus, which may be the lowest grade we've ever handed out. It very well, uh, I don't know, uh, well, not ever, ever, but maybe this we've year. We've given an F? Uh, we've easily given a D minus before. Okay. I can almost guarantee you. I, I would almost think so. We've had a D this year, Super Showdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that NWA a pay-per-view that wasn't a pay-per-view? It was a show, and then they didn't air the pay-per-view until like six weeks later across multiple episodes. Uh, Stomping Grounds in 2019 got a D. Hell in a Cell in 2019 got a D. Uh, oh, WWE Super Showdown in 2019 got an F. Oh, wow, Super shit. Showdown does not do good. No. <laughs> From an what F to I? a D? I mean, I guess it was working its way up. Uh, before that, we didn't give grades, so 2018 doesn't have any grades. So we have one F. It was Super Showdown, and then we have Ds with uh, WWE Hell in a Cell. 
boy, WWE can rake in the Ds. I guess, you know, they, they have more pay-per-views than anyone else, so I guess right. that is understandable. Well, Vincent is so, chocolate titties. He loves them a certain way. That's true. Uh, Super Showdown, WWE just needs to get rid of, at least according to Beef Sticks Podcast. Yeah. So um, the only D- we've given, so other than a... Fair F, enough. you are right. This That's our lowest grade. Um, other than yeah. F. I guess. I don't remember it, but that's obvious. <laughs> uh, this is worse than this year's Super Showdown, at least according to us, but I don't think I watched that at all, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, old WWE. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of get your shit together, Rick and Morty's back, folks, a few episodes into the second half of season four. As well as Solar Opposites, and both of them will tickle your funny bones just right. So once you're done listening to us, go watch some of that. Solar Opposites full season is available on Hulu. And I love that they have that episode where he's like talking to you like after this commercial break. And he comes back and he's like, oh, unless you have the expensive, fancy version of Hulu. That's yeah, <laughs> I marked out at that. I definitely yeah. popped with that one. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that's funny as shit. That's how you do that shit right, man. You put your show on Hulu, you fucking use that to your advantage. I love it. Good. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, this episode was good stuff, Fat Mac. I Thanks think it was. I, I had fun. If nothing else, I had fun with it. I had a couple of strong drinks. I'm really we warm, like looking forward to opening my windows again. I'm cuddling my, my dog and her stuffed animal. You so mean your nails I, I am warm. I heard her. <clears throat> That's why I picked her up. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't she couldn't get to her stuffed animal. She she left it on the couch. So I was like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to pick her and the stuffed animal up and cuddle them. There you go. <laughs> uh... With that being said, um... As of, uh, I've changed it since the beginning of the show. It's no longer the show. As of now, I am Fat Mac. And I am Pace. Pace yourself. <laughs>